Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? And Devin Nakoba. Before we begin, let me remind our listeners of all the ways they can stay in touch with the show. Man, I feel like it's been a while since we've done this. It's been yeah. what, two weeks? A couple weeks, yeah. 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 There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, listen to the podcast. Finally, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you'd like to get more involved with the show, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. We'd like to thank our new patron, Mr. Craig from California. Thank you, Mr. Craig. Thanks, Craig, for tuning in. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate it. Sorry, you joined and then two weeks we were gone. (laughs) I know, I know. But he got his shirt, though. Okay. Yeah, so There you go. It all works out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Architects. You can call Kevin Yokomura, 808-722-8685 for a free estimate. You can go to kupukupulandscaping.com. He's actually going to be doing some work here at the studio. We have to trim oh. a bunch of trees outside. Oh. So that's uh, that's coming up. Uh, Fort Ruger Market, Rugerlicious this week. It's been a couple of weeks since I've had a poke bowl. Mm-hmm. So How was uh, it? Oh, it was great. Like right. I, I ate everything. <laughs> yeah. So it's all good. Uh, you can find Devin. Kumo 94.7 or Kyle at highlifeclothing.com. Today's going to be a different type of show. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting show today. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, don't forget to uh, rate us on iTunes, please. Five stars. Yeah, five stars. Thank you. Even if we don't deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't care. We're, we're not too proud to beg. That's right. <laughs> so um, because uh, we had a, a guest that couldn't make it, mm-hmm. we have two guests today. Yep. But... Uh, I thought but neither uh, of them is here right now. <laughs> yeah, neither of them who are here yet. But we're going to do two interviews and just kind of catch up on what's been going on on Maui. Yeah. We are one month out since the wildfires. And honestly, I haven't seen as much coverage. And so I'm even, I have to admit myself, I'm falling a little behind on what's going on over there and where the help is needed and stuff like that. So uh, Ed Sugimoto, who's with Aloha Revolution, is going to be coming in to talk a little bit because he was up there last week. Mm. Went to Lahaina, did some uh, charity work up there. So... He can give us his thoughts on what he saw and, and what's going on. And then Malika Dudley, we're going to be Zooming in with her. Mm. She's on Maui and uh, has been one of the people who've been trying to coordinate, at least on social media, all of the information and whatnot. So mm. get some insights from both of them. I think it'll be helpful to just kind of check in because it's been so long. Mm-hmm. And um, and you guys been to a bunch of fundraising concerts yeah, recently. So we've been, yeah, Devin and I have been been doing those kind of things uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been busy we had a we had a good time the um uh jake had his first annual um Hanahori first Festival. annual first annual yeah so wait, sorry who told you first annual because when i talked to his manager they were like yeah <laughs> first what? well it's just a lot of work you know I think it went well enough that I think they're probably doing yeah, it. Yeah, they should. That was a great yeah. concert. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was amazing. And I, I think um, two very different uh, styles, right? I mean, the feels of the... Oh, the, the different yeah, concerts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So that, that I think was nice because people got a nice range of music, which is, I think, what Jake wanted to do. Do you think a lot yeah. of the people who came 
bought two nights or came on yeah. a certain night? Yeah, there there are people that uh, responded that sent me messages and they were like, "Oh, I bought tickets for both nights. It's so awesome!" Oh, right on. Yeah, so that was really yeah. cool. Yeah, and I, I've always wanted to see more of those these kind of concerts in Hawaii because mm-hmm. you know, like these festival type concerts are great because you you see artists that you like, but you also get exposed to music that maybe you've never heard of before, yeah. but yeah. you might end up liking. You know, yeah. like Kekomatsui, who closed the second night, was fantastic. Yeah. She's fantastic, and she had um, she had pulled in Noel and stuff to to play drums. Oh, and what kind of music for. does she play? It's kind of jazz, jazzy, new agey, kind of all over the place. And where, is, where is she it's from? Like fusion. She's from Japan. She, uh, but she she's touring? been she's been playing. Yeah, she tours. She comes to Hawaii uh, actually once a year to play at the Blue Note. Oh, um, fantastic lady! Just writes amazing music and. Uh, um, she'd actually never played with Jake until that show. Oh, wow. I played live with him. So, and the two of them f- just fit in so well. But, I mean, Jake's so good at sort of yeah, morphing to just, whatever yeah. is there, to whatever, you know, people are doing. And Was there any part of this? Well, obviously, I saw Mick Fleetwood just jump on stage yeah. and rehearse and jam, <laughs> yeah. which is always nice to see. Yeah. Was there any other things that you saw where things just kind of organically happened and was like um, ad lib? Well, Lopaka is now a member yeah. of the yeah, Jets. Yeah, Lopaka became a member of the Jets for one Lopaka night. Lopaka got awesome. denied by the Jets. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was so awesome. That, that couldn't have worked out any yeah. better. Um, and then um, Herb and, <laughs> and Brian. <laughs> and Brian. <laughs> what happened? Okay, so Herb uh, and Brian were a surprise <laughs> to bring out. So Jake brought them out so the three of them could play together, right? They had but, a plan for it? Yeah, well, I mean, sort of planned. They brought out two chairs, and those two were coming out, and we were like, okay, and here's Brian and Herb, you know? And they played together, and, you know, the uh, I don't know that people have actually heard the three of them play together. Uh-huh. Not like that. Unlike, you know, a single song, they each play, they each take their legs, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. right? But just to see three guys who are that accomplished at the ukulele kind of just get out there and jam was amazing. But... Jake was the only one with a microphone, like a speaking microphone. And so you'd hear Brian make, well, you know, Herb doesn't talk. So he didn't, (laughs) he wasn't saying anything, but he was shaking his head and and laughing and stuff. And and Brian's like yelling stuff out into into the audience. Like what? Just like, we can't do it all. Just (laughs) stuff like that. It was, it was really, really funny. But But the audience couldn't hear it. And people sitting at home, you know, watching it on the stream, it's not like they could they could hear it. So the ukuleles wasn't. I just heard Ed, I just oh, heard Ed okay. come in. So I so I ran and grabbed the microphone. Yeah. So I run to get a microphone. I hand it to him. Brian so that Brian can talk, and the microphone isn't on. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and he yeah. and we kept and he kept trying to talk, and the microphone wasn't on, and it was just it was too funny. It was <laughs> too funny. But you know, that's what makes these concerts fun. Oh you yeah. You never know what to expect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know? and I'm hoping that they do more of this kind of stuff because yeah. I think. Giving people the ability to pay one for one ticket and then see all these different bands, not just like not just all reggae groups or yeah. Hawaiian groups, and but to see all the different stuff. Big styles. props to Jake Shrimbukuro yeah. for putting this thing on and right, for having the everybody. stamina to do two nights in a row and stay there all day. Dude, he played. Know? Okay, so they told us that the morning of I think the second night, first night or second night, I forget. He was there at eight o'clock in the morning to welcome students. Yeah, mm-hmm. taught classes, gave them ukuleles. Stayed for something else, did some other, th- and then stayed for a concert. 
He must be still sleeping then right now. Oh, but he knocked out. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. talked to him yesterday and he said, uh, wait, what's today? Tuesday. He said, like, yeah, the whole day, whole Sunday he just slept. I bet. He deserves it, man. <laughs> yeah, he and was... now, what, John just told me he's leaving for tour. Yeah, yeah. at the end of this month. So it's, My it's goodness. crazy. But, and also, too, that album, uh, Grateful, is out. And if you get a chance, you need to go buy that There's album. There's some good mm. gems on there. Yeah. Not some. The whole album is good. Oh, the, I mean, the whole album <laughs> is just amazing. No, but it's also, it's like 20-something tracks. Yeah. And it took him three years to do it. And an unheard Pure Heart track. Yes. Yep, that's right. And hopefully we'll hear the rest of the Pure Heart you, tracks. We will very soon. Speaking of, yeah, yeah that, know, right? John yeah. has a little bit of stuff. Are you, to is he just going to come flying in on his or carpet? Like or? Wait, oh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll take a break and then we'll bring in Ed. Oh, he can just walk in and say, oh, no. all right. Ed! Hey, okay. come inside. Oh, wait, come inside. Then you, oh, wait, you had a little bit news about that that album, John, right? Wait, wait. You know what? We do have to. We do have to cut. Oh, okay. So wait. We're gonna cut real quick and then oh. restart in one second. You won't even feel it. Because <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we're editing it. But hold yeah. on. And we're back. Okay, so we had to take a break because <laughs> um, I couldn't get this thing to record without stopping the audio and then restarting it but okay but before to, before to, to yeah. answer your question yes so uh we are going to be releasing the some of the new pure heart stuff probably by the end of the month um it's not a full album unfortunately because there's just I, i've given up at this point what did they call back in the day a half cd what was it called an ep ep right EP. yeah so it'll be an EP. <laughs> what is a half cd <laughs> <laughs> what does ep mean Extended, extended play, play record. record. Wow, oh. we old. We we like bought the records when those came out. I know. How do you not know what it's called? I forget. Or they have <laughs> old. <laughs> <laughs> extended play. Extended play. Yeah, yeah. that sounds so, like it's longer, right? Yeah, longer yeah. than a normal. Yeah, right, 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 they're right. extending their play from the second album. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that was in so, the nineties. So <laughs> yeah. Well, Ed, thanks so much for, for coming on such short notice. I called you like this morning or last, or last night or something <laughs> like that. And yeah, I just wanted to. So, um, yeah, we, 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 had a, we had a cancellation. So I thought it'd be great to get a Maui update. And then uh, so Malika's coming on later. She's going to, from Maui, give us an update. But then I was talking to Kyle last night and he's like, oh, Ed just went. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe he wants to come on and kind of share a little bit. And then we can also talk more about the shirts because back when we did the. Um, the live stream it was all pre-orders yeah so, but now the shirts are here right so you can Correct. still get shirts right yeah. but you got a second batch now right uh those are still to fulfill the ones that are kind of waiting from the pre-order so we're wow. still kind of on pause we have about maybe a thousand more orders to get through wow <laughs> so smokes we started last night we were there till almost like 10 o'clock and you like, need john to come massage you while you feel <laughs> <be> nice. <laughs> <laughs> must be must be tiring huh it's, do, yeah. do, you, do you guys use that that thing that folds the shirts like, we have that them. we have that so we use it when we put it on the shelf so it's nice and neat but for these like we're just trying to jam them yeah. out so oh. everyone's waiting up. put them in yeah. a bag and just so go. we just kind of just fold yeah. it with our hands and then just go mm. fly on the, on the go so so wow. just so you know if you ordered one of those shirts ed has touched it himself <laughs> some of them most of coming them. not all of them <laughs> so so like i was kind of telling the guys here it's been a month now Mm-hmm. And the news stations have started to pull back, I guess, on as much coverage as they used to. So um, I, I've kind of fallen off the, the the news cycle as well. And, you know, I, there are certain people that I know in Maui that, um, you know, I've been talking to on my own. But from a 
a global perspective, I, I don't know. Like if things are getting better over there, if things are running smoothly, if it's still all uh, just a complete mess. Um, but what what made you go up there? Like, what, did, was it part of something else, or did you guys just go up to do some stuff? Yeah. So um, one of the donations we so we got about fifty thousand uh, dollars from the fundraiser T-shirt. So we okay. split it up. $10,000 a piece to like five organizations that we thought we kind of vetted out and we thought might be good recipients. Mm -hmm. So Maui Food Bank was one of them and they're on Maui. So we're like, um, we're going to go deliver the check to them. And then also I heard from the news outlets that although West Maui is closed, the rest of Maui, they need our support. You know, yeah. for, right, 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 right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go there. I'm going to eat at all my favorite places yeah. and try to support them. It's, I'm just one guy, but... At least it's a little bit. You can't oh, eat a lot, the though. the tourists and the industry? Nobody There's was nobody. there. Nobody yeah. was there? Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? We were, uh, we were actually talking about planning some type of staycation to go and help, too. Yeah. But I just didn't know where and what we can do, you know? And if it, it feels kind of, like, daunting because you're only one person. It's not like you're bringing 200 people or whatever, right? Yeah. So, but strangely enough, the airplane going there was crowded. Oh, Which huh. was kind of weird, from Oahu, at yeah. least. But when I got there, going to, you know, the main places that everyone goes to, it's, it's empty. So hmm. I felt kind of bad, but I tried to do as much as I could. So that was the second reason. And then the third reason was I have a friend um, who has a Made in Hope. It's a nonprofit organization. Um, so they're connected boots on the ground kind of with the community. So uh, my friend is who's the co-owner of that organization said, I told him I'm coming. So I said, oh yeah, why don't you just come with us? Cause we're gonna do some deliveries to West Maui. Um, and so I kind of tagged along with them, helped, helped them a little bit. And then it was interesting because we were with somebody whose home actually got destroyed. Mm. So we, only those people were able to go in to their house. Mm. So we jumped in his truck, four of us just drove in and helped him do some stuff at his house. And so we were able to see firsthand like the destruction. And it wasn't even on Front Street, it was above on yeah. the Malka side of Front Street. But still, that whole community was all. I had a I had too. a friend that just came back, doing from there too, and she said, "It's like nowhere near what you see on on film. You, yeah. When you see it in person, it's it is hits that you. The, it is hits that, you hard. Yeah, you're like, oh my goodness, these guys lost everything. And mm. I mean, j pictures and videos on the internet, you can kind of tell what's happening. But when you actually see it for your own eyes, it's kind of scary, actually." Because yeah. this guy's house in particular, he said he bought it from a lady who, whose house burned down before, not in Hawaii, but somewhere else. So she purposely made her house made out of metal or like non-wood. So even the louvers and everything, they're all metal. Mm. But still, it got no destroyed. Yeah, yeah it, got, it does not livable anymore. So mm. I feel bad for them. Oh, it's sad. So, yeah. so at this point, they are allowing people in, but uh, I remember they were saying like... Um, because of the car batteries that melted and all that stuff, that it was hazardous to go in that area. Mm -hmm. So that's why they're keeping people out. But now they're, do you have to wear like PPE and stuff when you go over there? And There's nobody uh, policing that. I, I did personally, cause I was kind of, you know, I heard stories about yeah. 911 and stuff like that. So I was kind of personally nervous and scared. So I wore, um, but there's nobody saying you need to wear it and then but also on Front Street, I don't know what it's like because I think they closed that off completely. Still. Oh, Maybe they're still doing investigations or whatnot. Mm. But the Malka side of Front Street, which is where we went. More the residents. Yeah. Like above, yeah, yeah. The residents. Because that fence, that fence they put up, that's still there? 
Yes, and then there's like people guarding it at each, yeah. so you can't even like try to take that turn. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Huh. And then, uh, um, I uh, this may be more of a question from Malika, but as far as those families that were displaced, that do you know if there's still people in the shelters or did, I, I? I'd like to think you know Hawaii is such a small island; everybody kind of knows everybody. That mm. you know there'd be family or people that could take other people in and you know help help cover all these people that are displaced but uh you don't know much about well we drove past i don't remember the hotel name but it was it was just past front street going more west um there was a property there that my friend had us drive through and said there's still people staying there so we kind of saw people outside cruising around and then but i also heard stories where you know families of course taking their this this guy who lived kind of high up his brother and his pregnant wife lost their house. Mm-hmm. So now he's staying with those guys up at, at their house. So, Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I have a friend who's in the insurance business, and he was saying, um, oh, man. you know, it's it's a good uh, time to check your policy if you have a yeah. house. Uh, you know, you know, yeah. <coughs> you know what? Go ahead. Well, he just said a lot of people are underinsured, right? Because yeah. Yeah. they get their policy when they buy the house. Mm-hmm. They never think about it again. Their yeah. house goes up in value quite a bit, but then they never up the coverage, you know? Yeah. So he was like, uh, yeah, if you have a house, you know, it's a good time to to check. What I did recently, in fact, yesterday, was I found a movie that I saw maybe like, well, a long time ago during the New Orleans flood. Mm. It's called When the Levees Break by Spike Lee. It's, it's like a three-hour documentary that I sat down and watched because I'm thinking this is exactly what you can foresee happening, mm. you know, again with, with, with another state, you know. Yeah. And insurance was one of the biggest, hardest things for him to deal with, navigating through everything and getting, getting right. the money and the insurance company going, oh, well, we're not going to pay for that, but we're going to pay for this and you're going right, to get this right, right. much or, mm-hmm. or you don't qualify now, you know. And just that and the the response of FEMA and all kinds of stuff, just the stuff they had to go through for, for help. Mm. And it kind of reminded me that, hey, you know, hopefully things have gotten better since then as far as response. But it seems like the road to recovery, it kind of mirrors mm. when I watch. Because now if you look at um, the update of New Orleans and places that got flat in, some of those places are still like that. Oh, wow. Mm. So, you know, I don't know what we can do to help move this along, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and get it going so people can get back their lives and get back on track you know mm-hmm. well but one of the things that that uh, ed is doing is is the shirts yeah and that has been a a pretty big success i i mean if, if you're dropping off that kind of cash and um last what was i talking to last but they just said that really what the charities need at this point is just money yeah you know mm-hmm. they don't they have enough oh you were you were talking about mm-hmm. how they have enough clothes and stuff they like got that. clothes they got all that stuff the food and money yeah. And the food they can get, I mean, the Maui Food Bank is taking care of a lot of that. But a lot of it is money. The part that's been difficult from our vantage point, at least, is all this money is going to all these different organizations. But which organization is helping give it to these people, to these people, right. to these people? How are they vetting all this stuff? And because, you know, um, unfortunately, the worst parts of human nature come out when these things happen, yeah. right? So you got five families who are their family is decimated they they don't have a house they don't have their clothes they don't have any of that stuff and you're trying to take care of these guys and then 
you got, I don't know who from somewhere saying, oh, well, this is an opportunity, right? And it's either go sell me your plot of land or it's, hey, you know what? We can get you some money, but they'd go to money and they'd take it for themselves. I mean, mm. there's stories all over the mm. U.S. of that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff yeah, happening, sure. right? And for us, as, as, a, as kind of a close-knit community, it's difficult for us to hear those stories because it's our own people that would be doing that kind of stuff. Mm. Mm. And luckily... I haven't heard of a lot of those things happening, mm. but it's kind of, unfortunately, but in these the days, it's kind of a matter of time. So at the same time, I'm not hearing a lot of stories of like, oh, I was able to get my money yeah. from this mm -hmm. fund. Uh, and uh, I'm not hearing that either. You well, know, so okay. I so uh, I was watching something that Oprah did. Um, they, they actually questioned her about that whole mm -hmm. fun. Right? That she yeah, and, and that Malika she knows about that a lot too. So yeah, I do want to ask yeah. about that too. But they, you know, they, they had the best of intentions. They basically said, we want to take $1,200. We want to give it to you and just take the money and do whatever you got to go do with it. Right. Yeah. But they got so much flack from so many people about, Oh, well, how come you guys don't put more money? Oh, how come you guys not doing that stuff? And it becomes a, it became a thing where it, she's super sad about the yeah. fact that she put this thing together. And I'm like, it, it really was a, a, a very positive thing that they were trying to do. But instead of, I don't know, trying to make the most of it it became this really negative drive and and it's and it's hard it's hard to resist that because well the um, thing you know there's so many things that need to be fixed in retrospect now that i'm thinking back on it because i saw the you know everybody was posting the post right her and mm -hmm. the rock doing this stuff mm -hmm. and i went and i looked and i saw that they had a they had made a committee of of you know like kaylee ewai shell was on that committee uh -huh. and stuff so they had uh -huh. a bunch of the local people to come in and how are we going to do this and stuff but maybe they should have been more um like show that more up because you had to kind of look for it you know mm. that those people were involved too well, it wasn't just like rock and oprah did it, it well like, she she also mentioned too in in the interview that and i saw um the idea isn't technically from them it's actually from dolly parton yeah. because uh, in the Appalachians, I think there was like yeah. a big, uh, a big um, accident, and a whole bunch of people lost homes and all this kind of stuff. And Dolly Parton put seed money in and said, "Here, I want to just get money to people." So she put the seed money in, and and they took that idea and they said, "Oh, that works," because when she put that together, it put the money. Like we vet you. Once we vet you, here's the money. And I think she said in that interview they they've had they've cleared like forty five people I think twenty two hundred is it twenty yeah. oh shoot that's even that's yeah. yeah like it's twenty two hundred people so that money twelve hundred dollars is gonna go to twenty two hundred people mm -hmm. just just go just use it and that's essentially what uh, to my understanding is what the Maui people need right now because yeah. they gotta they gotta buy a car they gotta well and know. it's not only the people who suffered that now it's the entire state and the island right mm -hmm. now is suffering so yeah. you know how can we yeah you know well then there's the infrastructure stuff because now they gotta rebuild yeah. the water what you know the water table and all that what did you see there Ed, that we don't know what did you see there that 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 people haven't gone and physically checked out to don't know uh, i mean as far as the the first thing i mentioned was the supporting the rest of maui i think I was, mm -hmm. I was trying to see if I could maybe talk to, because I know the family of the Sam Satos and some mm -hmm. other people. I was trying to see if I could get them to talk to me, maybe a video, please come and support us kind of thing, but he's kind of shy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think they're not saying enough as far as, you know, we need more people to come and support us. But 
other than that, I think it's just well, the restaurant Matsu. <laughs> Your favorite place, fried chicken. I, I, uh, <laughs> I feel a calling. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> some fried chicken. Should all go together. Yeah, yeah go. you guys want to go take, do a take staycation maybe? <laughs> take a session. Yeah, maybe. Let's see what is September. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah. yeah maybe do a, yeah, a, a high idea. sessions podcast yeah, on yeah. Maui. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I, I, uh, I'm wondering how that gets out because there was so much, uh, there was so much outpouring of "Don't come to Maui, don't come to Maui." Yeah. They're trying yeah. to get it worked out. They're trying to get it worked out, and it was all famous people saying that. Yeah. But then you had actual people, boots on the ground, who live on Maui, going, "Bruh, I get friends <laughs> losing jobs because yeah. you guys aren't coming, so just keep coming." But then it runs into that thing of. You know, people saying, oh, yeah, but I see these tourists over here on a beach and they, they're cruising yeah, and they're I mean, doing all this stuff. And you go, oh, oh no. How, I mean, do you, I, how do you balance I have that? a hard time saying staycation. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I have a hard time doing that, although I'm going with good intent. I don't want it to be perceived as something bad. You mm. know what I mean? And yeah. I don't know how to respectfully do something like that right now. You well, know? maybe, I mean, maybe go. Well, I mean, just when you go, just go to Sam Sato's and restaurant. Don't... Uh, you don't have to stop by uh, or eat at uh, you know, ch- chain restaurants for now. I mean, I'm not yeah, I'm yeah. not completely dissing on chain restaurants. <laughs> yeah. I love my Outback yeah, Steakhouse. Yeah. I mean, but, then, but that's the thing, right? The, the but I guess locals work at yeah, chain locals work at. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. All yeah. the local people work at these restaurants. The local people are the ones who are losing their jobs because people yeah. aren't going there. The hotels are having a hard time filling beds, right? Yeah. So it's like mm. you guys mentioned. Uh, what else did I see? I, I forgot that I saw trailers and trailers. Just sitting on the side of the road. FEMA. Uh, it just said like Matin or some other. It's oh. just uh, mm. like um, containers, I guess. Oh, containers. Yeah. And then from what they're telling me is that that's all like non-food, like clothing and things like that. So it's, it's sitting there and not being used kind of thing. So mm. like you guys mentioned earlier, I think money and the food are the, probably the mm. biggest things that they need mm. right now. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for all you do. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, I, so. I mean, I, I watch you from day one start it up and... You know, all your volunteers who, you know, literally come out to help, you know, support yeah. the cause and stuff. You know, thank you for doing what you do. You, you too, know? yeah. You guys are doing good too, yeah. We try, yeah. but, you know, I mean, <laughs> you're always the guy that's on it. And, you know, I think you need to be Well, Ed is like another, so. he's like another Energizer bunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's younger than us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm older than him. Yeah, he's younger than me. I know, that's right. Yeah. But, no, thank you. And, and, where, can we, and you can still get the shirt, right? You go to AlohaRevolution.com. Not right now. <laughs> we're sold, we're sold <laughs> out. Oh, sold yeah. out. Okay, but got we it. are going to do a new version, I think, because okay. after seeing what was there, I know it's going to be a long road ahead. Yeah. So this little chunk of money that we're doing now is going to go away pretty quickly. So I'm going to try to do a, a new design that sustains like ongoing kind of uh-huh. fundraiser kind of thing yeah. so I so that's right now that's part of it too right? right now you can't walk into your store anywhere and get that shirt you need to order it and it's a pre-order again it right. actually had to already be ordered so okay. we're just so trying to catch up with okay, the yeah. orders and that then came. you put it out and you're gonna do a new design instead yeah. of that yeah we'll have some leftovers of this one so we'll probably do a short run until it sells out mm-hmm. and then we'll do the new one after okay that. yeah well that's great um yeah keep keep it up and uh what, what is it all over the world buying it or just is it mostly yeah. local? Mainland, yeah, yeah. All over Japan, Hawaii, all over the Yeah, that's place, great. Yeah. Okay. I well, actually delivered yours today. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I got my hand delivered. Oh, for you. Yeah, because my daughter bought, bought it for me when she was at the trade or the um, Made in Hawaii Festival. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 When Kyle put a big picture of my face on his 
<laughs> so funny. I, think, I tell him, hey, you know, we're going to make, make posters for the booth. Send me a picture of you, you know, with your guitar or wearing, wearing you know, High Life and we'll put you on the... He goes, all right, here's one. And he sends me it. <laughs> it's a face. <laughs> it was just and your I, face. And I look at that and I go, if this is what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> big. You know, I'm in the middle of playing Fortnite, right? So I'm not paying attention <laughs> to what course. Kyle's saying. So he just said, send me a picture. So I just sent the first picture that I had that had, I was either wearing High Life or, and then it, it's just my big head. So people tell me, how come you chose that picture? <laughs> I'm like, he sent it to me and I told him what I needed. I, I was like, it. oh I my God. And I sent it to him. <laughs> yeah, I was taking the pictures and sending it to me. Classic. <laughs> but yeah, Never okay. make that mistake, Chad. Okay, so so yeah, Ed is, Ed was nice not to stop by. He's in the middle of delivering more of these shirts to everybody. Checks. Uh, so we did the donation check to Red Cross right before this and right after this. We're going to Hawaii Community Foundation. Oh, oh right, right on. Okay, right on, man. So Ed, thanks for stopping in and sharing uh, what you saw there. And um, for those of you watching, we're going to be sitting with uh, Malika Dudley over Zoom. Yes. In in just a little bit. So, so that will look even more different than this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's quite quite a crazy day, but yeah, it's all good. Thanks, Ed. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you to this, uh, I guess, special edition of uh, the podcast. We are doing some Maui updates just because it's been a little while. It's been over a month and and uh, catching up with uh, Ed, who was just in Lahaina, and now Malika Dudley, who graciously uh, accepted to come on the podcast at the very last minute. Um, Malika is someone that I follow intently, especially when there's weather situations or any kind of uh, news about Hawaii. Her, her stories are great. Uh, she has a beautiful family and, and that's also a bonus if you if you subscribe to her social media accounts. But uh, Malika, you were right in the midst of everything uh, a month ago, huh? How are you how are you folks holding up? It's a lot. Everywhere you go on Maui, um, it's awkward even just seeing people you know because the first thing that comes out of your mouth is, how are you? You know, right. and that's like, even that's just a really awkward question. Um, if we want to rewind to August uh, 8th, I suppose, or 9th, because it was the that Monday night, Tuesday morning, um, around 1am. Well, okay, let's rewind even more. Sunday, I was on the air for KITV. And I was doing weather updates. And so at that point, we knew that there was going to be the threat for fire weather that if a fire sparked, it would spread very, very quickly, and that we were expecting winds that were stronger than we've ever had for a red flag warning is what it's called. So I I definitely was on the air talking about that. Having said that, we're, we're used to fires popping up during red flag weather, and generally the fires, you know, maybe they do get a little bit close to homes, but... Um, in the past, the last 10 years that I've lived here on Maui, I, I moved from the big island where I'm from, um, we've never had anything like what we experienced. So you you only know what you know. And it was like, okay, well, you know, people just be careful, like when you barbecue or whatever, but also know that when there's really high winds, power lines can go down. And so if power lines go down, you know, like just use your, you know, logic to know that like this could happen, um, be aware because these are the kinds of conditions that could be coming. Um, having said that, I don't think any of us were ready. Um, I'm, I'm a meteorologist and I have 
water and, you know, I've got my emergency kit. I have a bug out binder. I, ha I have probably more than most people have um, when it comes to preparedness. And I felt extremely unprepared. My family was in the very first evacuation order. So at 1 a.m., that just gave me chicken skin. Um, at 1 a.m., I smelled smoke and I told my husband, I smell smoke. And he said, it's fine. You know, like he he was aware because the red flag warning was up. I was talking about it. Um, you know, he he just assumed like it's far away. The wind is bringing that smoke smell into our house. We're fine. Um, 1.30 again, you know, my baby's not sleeping through the night. Caveat here. Like, so we're extremely tired and sleep is very important. And my husband is like, girl, go to sleep. The baby's sleeping. Go to sleep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so 1.30 rolls around. And I'm like, are you sure? I feel like something's on fire in the house. You have to go check. So he gets out of bed, goes downstairs, goes outside. Um, and again, the winds were gnarly. So we are on two acres um, here up in Kula 200. And like there were branches snapping. These are not little branches. These are like ginormous, like tree trunk type branches snapping off of our trees so it was it felt like a hurricane you know at at that point and he like thought about mm, maybe I should take this tent down because we have like a little carport thing and he was like oh, I'll just do it tomorrow morning but like just to tell you how strong the winds were like that was a thought of his as he went outside but he didn't see anything right so he was like okay well it smells like smoke but it's probably far away two o'clock rolls around I still can't sleep. And I'm like, honey, none of our smoke alarms are even plugged in. Like if this was unsafe, we wouldn't even know. This is a problem. You're fixing this tomorrow. You know, like I I'm starting to get like super upset. And he's like, okay, I will just sleep. Another half hour goes by and I wake him up again. And I'm like, I feel unsafe. I feel like Lala and I, we are upstairs and, you know, like air rises, right? And I'm like, I feel like the two of us, the baby and I are, this is not feeling healthy. And he's like, Oh, it's fine. Go to sleep. Three o'clock rolls around and he gets a phone call from our neighbor. The neighbor had tried to call me. He called three times. My phone does not have him as an emergency contact. This is something that I'm going to change. I think everybody should mm. change that, that you have your neighbors on your emergency contact list because my phone did not ring. Fortunately, my husband has our neighbor's phone as an emergency contact. So it did go through on the third ring and he said, get out of your house now. And I was like, I told you, like, what the heck? We've been here for two hours while I'm telling you something is wrong. Something is wrong. So now we're like, intuition. I tell you, I tell you, yes, we're like panicked. I have three children. I have a 10 year old, a seven year old and a baby who's almost one. We also had one of my best friend's daughters visiting us from France. So I have Ooh. a 15 year old who is not mine. Like I am in responsible for this child. Oh, so I go downstairs and I tell her, you need to get up. There's a fire. We need to leave the house, grab anything that's important to you. And we grab the kids. I don't even know what to grab. Like I have my bug out binder, thank God. So that's like a binder that has copies of passports, um, birth certificates, you know, all that kind of thing. Most of my important documents are in Wailuku at the um, bank 
remind me of that later so I can tell you what I did today. Um, And so, you know, I felt pretty good about my documents, but in the moment I went blank. Like I did not know what to grab. I did not know how much time I had. You know, it was just like all these things are going through your mind. You're like, okay, well, our lives are definitely the most important, but how far is the fire? So I can kind of understand, you know, like the mindset also in Lahaina where people were thinking the same things, right? Like, okay, well, should someone stay and wet down the grass and wet down the roof? And, you know, like there's all these other things that you're thinking about, right? Like you're not immediately going to, this is life or death, get out, right? You're like, okay, so what do I do right now? You know? And I couldn't even think of what to grab. Fortunately, my bag was already packed. We had been on, on Kauai for the weekend with like all my equipment for KITV. So I literally <laughs> grabbed the KITV shirt, threw it in, um, threw like underwear, uh, closed the door, closed the bag, like had my husband take it out, grabbed the kids, jumped into the car. And I did not think about um, like hard drives, photos, um, heirloom, heirloom items, I just dropped off my wedding dress. I did a 10-year vow vow renewal just a couple of weeks, like a month ago. No, more than that. Time. Time is weird right now. A couple months ago. And I just dropped off my my dress to the dry cleaner. And I was like, oh my God, my wedding gown would have gone up in flames if my house went up in flames. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I never even would have thought of that as I was walking out. So we drive out, the sky is red. And the firefighters are right outside of our house like maybe 50 yards on the road and they are waiting because the winds are so high that they can't go and fight this fire. And they're in an area that is not accessible. So they basically told us get out because when push comes to shove, we're going to try to save the homes, but there's nothing we can do right now. So imagine like leaving your home and thinking, Oh my God, we might, never go back. And as we were leaving, there were uh, at least five police cars on in people's driveways. So they were going door to door, telling people trying to wake people up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that's how it all started for me. Wow. And, uh, and it's been a, a crazy month. I know that because I've, I've been following you. Pause, pause, baby woke up. I'll just bring her. Okay. (laughs) Life of a mom, man. I, I know. Uh, Devin and I remember those days as well. Uh, naps were great. Uh, and it's funny because you always had to like um, make the decision, do I nap at this time? Because <laughs> that would be great. Or do I try to I get always went things for done at this time? Right? <laughs> Whenever the baby would go down. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> so cute. Hi, baby. Oh. Okay, sorry. What were you saying? That was a good nap. <laughs> No, so um, so oh, we got, we got an update from Ed, and yeah. um, he was saying that um, really right now they're they're they want people to go to Maui, right, to kind of support the local businesses and stuff like that. But as far as other things that people can do to help, or or what the situation is over there, uh, maybe if you can give us an update, because like I was telling I was telling Devin, I feel like there's been a ton of fundraisers. Um, I don't. I don't have any anecdotal evidence that the funds are getting to people. Um, I mean, they may be, I, I don't know. I, it's just that 
you know, the news cycle goes on and you kind of lose touch of some of what's going on. So if there's anything you can update us on as far as, um, oh yes, continue. I know that uh, the food bank has been really good because they're just giving food to people and stuff like that. But, um, you know, there's been a ton of stuff. There's been the People's Fund and there's been the Maui Strong and all that. And I can it, update you on the food bank for sure because I'm a board member with them. Yeah. Um, so what people don't really understand about the food bank is they are just that. They're a bank of food. And so the organization's go in and quote unquote shop. So they have the food and then all these other organizations go to the food bank and they shop for their food for free. They get the food for free, obviously. And then they go and they make food for people or or we create boxes for people to pick up. There's also a backpack program um, where that's for the schools. So if there's any kids that are in the backpack program, they get to take home a backpack on the weekend to feed their family over the weekend. So, you know, there's lots of different programs within the Maui Food Bank. The Maui Food Bank is kind of the umbrella. And then under that, all these organizations um, from across the island take advantage of getting food from the food bank to, um, you know, whatever it, is. it runs the gamut. It could be food that's being served up at a hub. It could be food that's being served at a church. So depending on if they're a partner organization with the food bank, and it's very easy to get on that list. So if anybody, you know, was doing that, they should definitely reach out to the food bank in order to help uh, supply them with food. They've gotten a record number of uh, donations and there's, in fact, so much so that right now the board members are being asked to go and help stuff envelopes because so many people have donated that we want to get those thank you cards, you know, like out to them and their receipts so that, you know, uh, for tax purposes or whatever it is. Um, so that's an update on on the food bank. Um, but yeah, as far as the People's Fund, that one, um, you know, is great because they the part that I feel is great is that they did not create that out of the blue. They went to the people that matter. They went to the community um, and met with community leaders, um, Native Hawaiian leaders, people that are really plugged in here on Maui and have kind of like they know the pulse of of the island and they responded to that. And so the people that they spoke with told them what we need is cash in each of these people's pockets. So how can we do that? And so that was a response to that particular need. Um, when it comes to, you know, all the other feels like millions of ways that people donated, you know, something like the Hawaii Community Foundation or Maui United Way, right? They have their own ways of distributing the monies. Um, and in most of those cases, I don't want to say all, but like in most of those cases, it's to an organization who then provides some kind of a service, right? So, okay, okay. Yeah. So that's why the Venmo page popped up and the GoFundMe, um, you know, Help Maui Rise is the GoFundMe Instagram, um, the Lahaina underscore Ohana underscore Venmo, and then the same for Kula are are on Instagram. And so people can actually go and donate money directly to these families so they have cash now. Um, you know, these families are in a precarious situation because some of them are in hotels, some of them are staying with friends or family. And 
the only income they have because a lot of these people lost their jobs, lost their cars, lost their like like they lost everything, right? Um, is whatever is being donated to them. Um and and they're dealing with so much like mounds of paperwork, you know, mm-hmm. in addition to the mental mm-hmm. toll, like the grief that has stricken just everyone who lives on Maui and a problem that could become an even bigger problem. Um, this is according to a friend of my, my dad, one of his really good friends is like a really notable psychologist. He works specifically with people um, right after disasters. And this, so this comes directly from him that, you know, sometimes a much bigger problem is actually the people who didn't lose a family member or didn't lose everything you've lost just a little bit of something you know and and so you feel not just survivor's guilt but there's like all kinds of different feelings you know that pop up that can be really really detrimental to someone's mental health and i i feel it i hear it just this morning one of my um really good friends and they they've been the husband lost his job because of Lahaina, the, the fire. Um, she is a jewelry designer and they are being evicted from their home. 45 days. They just found out yesterday. And I see him this morning and I give him a huge hug. We're both crying because I'm like, I cannot even imagine what you're going through right now. You are you, you evicted because of lack of payment of mortgage or something or no, no, the, oh, the selling. They're selling the house. They've been in that house for 10 years. I got it. The owner is selling the house and now they have to leave, you know, and we're crying and he's like, but I'm okay. So many people have it worse off. And that is a true statement, but people need to know that their feelings are valid. You know, that like you, I'm like, no, you are going through something really hard right now and difficult. And all the while you are giving, giving, giving. And right now more things are being taken away from you. And just because other people have it worse off does not mean that you don't have the right to feel like that's shitty, you know, like, no, feel Mm. that you got to move through it. And all of us need mental help. Like we need the, the mental health resources should be for all of us on Maui, maybe even statewide, right? Because it feels like it's even shorter than the one degree of separation that we know we have here in Hawaii. It's been difficult too, because I know um, uh, the resources were already kind of spread thin with regards to mental health. Uh, people are having, uh, they're having to go on wait lists to try to get to see somebody, you know, and then something like this happens and, there's an immediacy of need that they just can't meet. And I, I don't know how that gets addressed. I mean, do more, do they, we need to figure out something so that, you know, uh, they can get free access to better help or some, you know what I mean? Like some online thing. Definitely. There are a lot of resources out there right now, but I think it needs to Mm. be talked about because again, the same thing is happening where people are like, Mm. well, okay, I know that resource is there, but someone needs it more than me. So I'm mm. not going to do that right now. Right? Mm. So, yeah. you know, that's it's kind of like, lo- That's kind of local style too, it's right? It's super local style. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
So we got to talk about it. You know, we got to talk about it. We got to let people know that it's okay. You know, it's okay to, if you need help in whatever way, right? If you need Mm -hmm. help, it's okay to accept that help. And in fact, the people that are offering this help, that makes them feel better, right? Like it's good for their mental health for you to want help from them, you know? So, yeah, well, the other the other thing that uh, Ed was talking about, I've, I've heard this spoken about as well, is uh, the need for people to um, frequent uh, the other parts of the island that were not affected to try to keep those people in business, keep those people right. I mean, uh, making money because they still need to live there, too. It, uh, somebody was saying, you know, if the whole island is out of work, then that does that benefits nobody. But by the way, oh, we yeah. got. I know you have your your child there too. So if if you got if you got to go, don't don't worry. You know, <laughs> oh, this is me multitasking, okay, normalized okay. breastfeeding all the way. There <laughs> She's you go. Right now, <laughs> she she did the excellent work with the camera move. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. time to feed baby. <laughs> baby woke up yeah. and is like, mommy, I'm hungry. Yeah, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> no, it's important to talk about it. I haven't for a while now. I think initially, um, you know, that first. 24 hours or so before Lahaina happened, I was on, you know, and even actually the the day after, because it was like, okay, we have to, I know news cycles. I know them. I know that once it's out of the news cycle, then the help stops or it's like drastically reduced. So I knew like right now we got to ask for money. Don't send us donations. That's going to happen. We don't need you to send us donations. Money, 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 money you know? Mm. Um, so, you know, hopefully it, it made a dent in the beginning, but since then, well, I got COVID. So it was like the universe is like, stop, slow down, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, since then, I honestly, I haven't done any stories even for channel four since it started. I just personally feel too close to it. And I don't want to interrupt people's like grief process or anything and so I I, I've made it known to you know just people that reach out to me like if I can help you then I'm I'm willing to look into you know doing a story or whatever but like I'm not out there like actively searching for stories because it's a lot for my personal mental health but I also feel I don't know it just doesn't feel feels icky to me right now I don't know go ahead John you know, I had a weather question pre-fire. Mm. You know, it's, it seemed like you guys were hit with a hurricane without winds. I mean, without rain. Like the wind was like hurricane force winds. Was it something that blindsided you guys or were you guys prepared for that type of wind that came through? You know, the um, at least on Sunday, and I think as it got closer, the the numbers were relatively accurate because even on Sunday morning when I reported they were reporting 60 plus mile per hour winds expected um, or at least gusts you know expected so um, yeah but I don't think we as a community really understood what that would mean yeah um, you know or what that actually feels like um, and you know that system passed more than 500 miles to the south of us. So there were no hurricane watches or warnings. We knew that we weren't going to get any rain. 
Um, we knew that it was, you know, simply like this low pressure system to the south and high pressure to the north. And that pressure gradient is going to tighten. And when that pressure gradient tightens, that means really strong winds. So and, and that's what ended up happening. I was just thinking like, you know, like usually people board up their houses or, you know, like tape the windows and stuff like that. Was that something that wasn't wasn't happening at that time because nobody really expected it to be that, that severe? I don't know why that didn't happen. I don't know if, uh, you know, I should look back and see. I, I don't think anyone some of... was prepared for for this, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you would think that if you're expecting winds that high, that those would be some of the recommendations. You know, I know for sure on Sunday when I was reporting, I was like, okay, well, make sure if you have anything that can go airborne, you know, that you bring that stuff indoors, like, um, just be prepared for high winds and for power outages because power power lines will probably go down just like trees, you know, roadblocks. Like if you don't need to go anywhere, I wouldn't go anywhere. Just like stick to home, right? Like those are kind of the recommendations that you would give when there's high winds. I mean, for sure, I I wouldn't have planned to, to drive out to Lahaina that day, you know, because that that's something that we would do, you know, normally you would be like, okay, is there something going on that could close that road? Then I'm not going that way because then I know that I could get stuck there or, you know, vice versa. Right. So, um, those are all kind of like normal thoughts that you would have, but no one could have known just how terrible that situation would have gotten and how quickly it, got out of hand and spread. Um, sorry, I, I kind of stepped on Devin's question um, that was in regard to um, helping out the rest, you know, the rest of the island by mm. supporting the local brands there and and um, just um, trying to reach out in that way too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people talk about just come to Maui, just, you know, do stuff there buy things that are local, but um, any, any other thoughts on that or how people could help out in that way? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, my girlfriend, that girlfriend I was just telling you about that makes jewelry, she actually started an Instagram page called at Maui Small Businesses. And so you can go to, you know, resource pages like that and just frequent them and share about Maui businesses, you know, encourage people go buy your, buy your Christmas presents now, you know, and make sure it's a Maui business. And, um, you know, I, I know that they're kind of, they are like pushing visitors, visitors, visitors. Um, but I, I don't know. I think a lot of us here on the ground, like that's, I don't know what the word is, but it's like, okay, but now, with more visitors here, like how, like, is that taking resources also away from us right now when we really need housing and we really, like, we need these Airbnbs to not be Airbnbs. We need them to be like permanent long-term housing for people because thousands of people do not have a place to live, you know? Um, Like we need their dollars, right? So I don't know. It's just a really complicated time right now. And it's hard to know exactly what the answer is, or even if there is an answer and like how we can even get there. Um, I know that businesses are struggling. I I know that the housing crisis now is, (laughs) 
I, I mean, is there a word that's worse than crisis? Because that's what it is. You know, it's, it, it's a very overwhelming feeling. And I think a lot of us are feeling very helpless. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And, and even here on Oahu, you know, a um, couple thoughts is, is, you know, we want to help out and uh, Devin and I have been, and Kyle as well, have been involved in a, in a multitude of, of, um, of charity concerts or, you know, events and things like that. And on one hand, you know, you, you, you feel like I want to do whatever I can to help out, but there's, there's also a little bit of, of like, man, I, I'm just playing some songs. I, I mean, you know, should I be getting over there and getting my hands dirty and, and moving things around or whatever, but Kyle made a good point last week. He said, you know, we got to use the talents that we have to do what, what we exactly. can, you know, yep. and, um, use your yeah, skill set. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Use our skill set, but you do feel a little guilty sometimes because we're, we're here in kind of enjoying ourselves. I mean, we're trying to help out, but it's still an enjoyable event when there's people out there that are just, uh, you know, don't have anything, but at the same time, um, yeah, I, th I think it's just a little bit of a hoy way, you know, everybody, um, feels guilty when other people are hurting and you're, even if you're trying to help out, but mm -hmm. you're, you're in, enjoying the, the, the event or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's a weird, weird feeling in a weird time. It's, it's, such, a, it's such an interesting thing. Cause we were talking with Ed about, you know, when we, when people donate money, it goes to the, 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 the people that need it, but we've got to think, start thinking about how can it go to the people of Maui in general now, to help out with the economy and jobs being lost and you know and tourists not coming you know like that's the weird part right because yeah. me going for a staycation is kind of hard for me to think that I should be having fun when I'm there you know because I feel like I should be there either if I'm there I should be helping or I should be you know there for a different reason other than that so I I don't know what the answer is for for people um wanting to help out the community outside of the, the tragedy too, you know? Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot, you know, and unfortunately, or fortunately, I, I don't know which one it is. Those are the type of visitors we want, you know, are the ones that are thinking like that, but they're probably not the ones that will actually come, right? Yeah. And so that makes it even more complicated that like the visitors that come, are they the ones that really don't care, you know, and that's why they're coming? Mm. They're like, oh what well, was the other side of the island i'm just gonna go and have my vacation in kihei and you know um but you know what we really need are the visitors that are like super conscious and culturally you know like ma'a to the situation and and want to come and spend some of their vacation helping boots on the ground wherever they can and and really intentionally spending their money not going to walmart you know or target but going to small businesses and spending that extra three four dollars for whatever it is that they need to buy local so that it continues to stick around in our economy here locally um yeah, it's really complicated. And then, you know, John, what you're talking about, about like that feeling, we went to Oahu uh, three or four days ago. Um, I was up for social media influencer of the year for the yeah, business. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, congratulations. I didn't win. I didn't win. I didn't I win. Know, I know, I know. But just to be nominated. <laughs> just happy to be nominated. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Thank you. I appreciate Won. Um, but it was weird. You know, I feel like I have like my Maui dark 
cloud over me because I do. I'm not a happy person right now. I'm grieving along with everybody else. It's awkward and weird to be in a situation where, you know, like it's mentioned, of course, everybody mentions it and like, oh, let's have a moment of silence or let's, you know, uh, donate a portion of our proceeds from this event. But it is weird for like the rest of the event to just be like small talk. And I don't know, it's weird. It's just, it doesn't feel good. And I don't know how long that lasts. I don't know. I mean, you know, the the grief for people who have actually like lost family members, friends, it, it runs so deep. And then when on top of that, you've lost your livelihood and your home and the memories and the history and just all the things. I mean, today I ran into, um, in Whole, in Whole Foods. That's why I was late for this. Um, <laughs> I ran into two of my really good friends that helped me. They're EMTs and, um, I teach CPR classes and they help me. And, you know, they were talking about how, like, they know of people who had like a hundred thousand dollars buried in their backyard and like it's gone you know so like all these things that you don't really think about you know it's like oh that last picture that you had of your great 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 grandfather that was on the wall Mm -hmm. or I mean it's just like heart-wrenching and oh well remember earlier I said remind me of the safety deposit box so I went to go drop my stuff off at the safety deposit box in Wailuku and unfortunately or fortunately, um, they were having some kind of thing for Lahaina. So the, the bank was closed, but they said, if you want to get into your safety deposit box, call us and make an appointment. So I called from outside and they're like, you got to come back in an hour and a half, but we can let you in and you can put your stuff in. And I walk into the safety deposit box area and there's this like giant, whatever, safety deposit box thing in the middle of the safety deposit box room. And they're like, oh yeah, that's from Lahaina. Did that just give you chicken skin? The only thing that made it oh. at First Hawaiian Bank in wow. Lahaina out of the fire was the safety deposit boxes. Wow. Well, they were right there. I mean, there was literally debris on the ground from when they had dropped it there in the middle of that room. And my girlfriend, um, she has a shop just right down the street. And so someone was in there earlier that day and said, I'm going to FHB because they have my safety deposit box. And it's the only thing I have left. I mean, yeah, those are fire rated, man, right? I mean, well, the firefighter I saw also at Whole Foods, (laughs) he said that like the vaults went up at like a lot of the vaults went up in flames, nothing left. Mm. So this particular bank of safety deposit box is like made it through. And yeah, it was just like a full on chicken skin moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Malika, um, again, you're a trooper for doing this. Uh, I, I know I caught you totally off guard, but but thanks for for checking in with us and and telling your story. I think yeah, a lot of people don't don't know that firsthand account, you know, and and how crazy it was. Uh, and so, um, if if it's possible, can we just keep in touch? I I, I don't want to let it 
drift away like a lot of other news stories do, you know, just kind of keep reminding people that people are still there. We still have to donate. We still have to keep supporting that that community because it's going to be a long time. And um, if we don't keep talking about it, then it, it becomes one of those like, oh, you remember, you know, last year. And it, but in the meantime, people are living lives, you know, they got to survive. So, yeah. Okay, so so we'll check it back in with you. I'm I'm glad you're okay. Please give my best to the family and and um, keep up the good work on social media. We'll all be following you and and getting the news updates and stuff. Thanks, Thank Malika. You. Take care. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Oh, bye, baby. Bye, yeah. bye. Now she's sleeping. Go back oh, no. to sleep now. No, no, she's awake. <laughs> she's awake. Okay. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye, guys. Uh -huh.